today we are going to touch on you know there was obviously a week without NBA games um so not much happening in that area but some talks about MVP candidates and things of that nature um man I I think Steph should be in that conversation but I digress I digress um then we'll talk about you sent me this tweet recently it talked about AAU basketball not even AAU but just high school basketball youth basketball mm-hmm. youth basketball, youth basketball. Yeah. being a middle class sport so we'll talk about that and then we will talk about LeBron shopping around to play with his son didn't do I'm with and- all of that exactly i'm just i'm like holding my tongue i'm like physically holding my tongue until we get into it um and then we'll in uh nah hella we will talk about a post that you almost broke the internet with (laughs) (laughs) y'all got to stick around to hear about that um and then our question of the day which we haven't shared on social media yet but so we're going to kind of do this in reverse where we'll see what people think post interview once we give some context um, or post podcast once we give some context financial stability or spiritual slash emotional stability which do you prefer and what do you consider providing so we'll we'll talk about those things so let's get into it yo this is Megan hey this is Jerrica We are best friends that love basketball. Listen to us share insight on our personal and professional lives in this world of pretty privilege. From basketball to relationships, we've got something for everybody. (laughs) Megan, start, bench, cut, MVP candidates, Embiid, Giannis, Nikola Jokic, the Joker. And I kind of feel like we touched on this in the last. Year, yeah, with, we with, did. With, That's with Embiid, like, Giannis, uh, and AD is kind of yeah. the same. Okay, well, out of those three, who do you feel like is your MVP out of those three? Embiid, Embiid, yeah. Is there anybody who's okay? Well, why Embiid? Why not Embiid? True. Let's just start there in the season that he's been having like I think what's important to note too with those three you know what I mean we're talking about some some seven foot centers you know what I'm saying that's what I was looking at I'm like <laughs> we don't have no guards as MVP candidates we have all centers or point well, forwards or however it's not that we yeah exactly Exactly. Like how how so okay, I remember we talked to Marcus Johnson about this too. Do you feel like the MVP should be finalized before or after the playoffs? After. I agree. Cause I because I think how you carry your team through the playoffs matters. The, the, exactly. That's why I'm like Okay, great. You did great for the regular season, and then you was a bum in the postseason. Like, no one cares. 
Right. And it goes towards the argument that I've always made about the late Kobe Bryant, who only had one MVP, but then had multiple finals MVPs. Finals MVPs. You know what I mean? So it's like, what matters more? Like, he carried his team all the way to the end, and other folks carried them all the way to 82 games. Great. Which is so do you, still a long time. Yeah, It's still a long still. time. So do you have a regular season MVP and then a, you know, postseason MVP? Not necessarily finals, though. Nah, you like, don't. And then you, yeah, so, but that's why I think you have to wait. I think you have to wait. It's too, you gotta it's wait. too important of a time to not consider, right? Like, wait till the season is over to determine who your MVP is. Exactly. But then it's like, dang. You do think about it like, hmm, okay. We look at the year that Derrick Rose had in 2011. You know what I mean? He didn't go, you know, all the way to the end. But, like, that was a that was a stellar season for him. And he got MVP when he was 22 years old. So, yeah. You know, so I don't know. I see both sides. Float, really. Yeah, I honestly agree. though, I I do like I do like the the Embiid, Joker, Giannis conversations around MVP, but I'm really starting to take it personal that n- not enough people are talking about Demar Derozan. Um, thank you for saying those words. <laughs> like nobody, I don't I don't understand why he's not getting more respect. And I feel like he's he's getting respect, but he's not getting like people are looking at him like, oh my gosh, he's killing his his numbers, his field goal percentage, he's winning games, he's um, you know shooting sixty percent from the field. So, you know what I'm saying? Like he's phenomenal on the court. So I think people are talking about it, but they're not talking about it in a way. I guess respect is the right word then. They're not talking about it in a way that's like, give this dude his flowers, dude. Like, how are you acknowledging I, him? Yeah. I don't understand what's going on at this point. So that's like, is he not in the MVP race? I don't think people are considering. I don't, not these like media outlets and stuff. No. Not putting him in the MVP race. And he just broke Will Chamberlain's record. Most games with consecutive uh, games with thirty five points or more shooting at fifty percent clip. That's what I'm saying. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. So how is he not in the conversation? And the Bulls ain't trash. Hey, come on now. The they're Bulls a legit are not contender. Trash. Yeah, they're a yeah. legit contender. But I think everyone is just looking at what Embiid and Jokic are doing, and just you know that to them is more impactful Valuable. and more interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah of yeah. a but I yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that. I mean and maybe I'm biased because I'm a guard or, you know, used to be a guard, but I right. how do you not have a guard in an in the MVP race? You know, talk about changing times. But but it's also like I mean Step Curry just went for I mean I know it was the all star game. But I mean, he's nah, that was really crazy. just in a. You feel what I'm saying? He's just nah, in a league of his he, own. Yeah, nah. That he's in crazy. a league of his own. So I, I don't know how you not have at least one 
guard in a conversation, but I think, you know, you know, we, yeah, there are two sides to this season. And now that uh, all-star break is over those players who really got it, understand catching their second wind. And so right. we're going to see a lot of them catching their second wind, you know, post all-star break and really push for something. We're going to, we're going to start seeing play about playoff basketball, pre-playoffs. Yes. What I mean, I agree, and I think that'll that'll kind of determine who's who and what's what. I feel like Curry will be in those conversations, especially as they look to get Wiseman back. Like, I think as certain pieces develop for other players, it it just makes sense. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> we always speaking of, <laughs> you know what? Perfect segue, Megan. On to the hoop scoop. I'm gonna start with this, and then we'll go into the tweets. Okay, girl. Okay, LeBron James is you know took to Twitter and was like, "Look, I want to play with my son. I'll like teams out there. Let me know if you're interested in in having me on the team mm-hmm. and my son. Like I'm shopping. I'm shopping mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. I think that that's amazing. I think that this man." You're looking at this man, this black man, this player in an immense form of power and using his power to get what he wants. Yeah. And I am here for it. I was having a conversation with a man (laughs) and, you know, his take was that LeBron doing this wouldn't wouldn't be beneficial for his son for Bronny's basketball development because he's going to put Bronny in a situation where he's not ready to be in the NBA and then he's going to fail. <sighs> LeBron James has been in the NBA for 19 years. You think he doesn't know what's needed to prepare his son to be in the NBA? Right. And so the NBA, yeah, you have to have a certain skill set, but you have to have a certain physical ability. Like, yeah. I'll never forget. I was sitting with the scout and when he was at the game watching a game. And I'm like, the dude who he was watching was very, like, just really wasn't producing. You can tell, he, like, he, was, he, he wasn't scoring a lot of points, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. The scout was like, Jerrica, we're recruiting. He's 6'10". And can jump out the gym and can yeah. we can develop him. We can develop but we him. but we need the 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 physical attributes to develop, right? Like you can make a thousand shots in a row, but if you're five five, 140 pounds, no. Yeah, that's not gonna work. It's, so you look at Bronny and I'm like, even just his physical specimen, yeah, he can he can line up. He's already there and he's still I'm still waiting on another growth spurt from him. Right. I think he'll right. be closer to the six six, six seven range. He's oh, already yeah. like six three. He's built exactly like his dad. Exactly like his dad. He can jump and shoot. He's very comfortable. I watched him plenty of times, but I definitely watched him at Staples Center. He has no problem with that depth perception. He knows right. exactly what's going on in an NBA arena. They play in large arenas all over the country right now as a high school team. He's been doing right. that since he was, you know, 
in middle school. Right. And yeah, the NBA is a business. And thank so, you, Megan. And you know NBA what I mean? Business. Like it's gonna make team owners want him because that's just gonna garner more revenue for them. Period. Like, it would be stupid not to. And just because I've seen him play, like I know he's capable of playing. I mean, there are certain players in the NBA that should be overseas. Uh facts. But shower, you know what I mean? I'm not I was about to say I'm not even gonna go there, but right. <laughs> at him and his trajectory he will be fine he will be just fine furthermore is he good enough he's good enough because what you're talking about is a father and a son playing on the same nba team what are we talking about that yeah. that in i itself, think people so, were questioning like people were questioning if he's good enough to even be able to do one and done yes he is just based off the trajectory of the kids that i've been seeing come out of one and done yeah. All I'm saying is <laughs> do you know how many wealthy parents have given their children what word do I want to use here, Megan? A advantages. Advantages <laughs> because of the position that they are in. Right. And they will learn along the way. That's just privilege well yeah and that's a way wade is part owner of the jazz and exactly. where's his son playing in g league thank you that's a perfect why example. not why, why not? not and that's furthermore we're talking about father son in the league at the same time we've same never time. seen that we've never seen that yes we have you know ex-nba players who's kids are now in the league you know you know Wade's kids yeah at different times Kenyon, Kenyon Martin yeah. and you know the Curry's and all of that stuff Harper Ron we're Hunter talking Jr. about yeah the same time come on man that's unprecedented unprecedented smart GM is gonna say yeah we'll take you sign us up because and you're only looking at a year so not only is it a good business move because it's gonna up your market no matter what market you're in that's gonna LeBron be the topic of conversation is that influential that's it. He is that influential. Yeah. And you think that he shouldn't utilize his power because, you know, God forbid that his son, you know, may not be quote unquote ready. Like he'll be ready enough. And no one's saying his son is going to come in here and play 30 minutes a game. Exactly. He's going to play rookie minutes. He's going to be unrestricted. Like, come who on. Who cares? Even if he was a freaking two-way player, who cares? Who cares? The bigger conversation, I think people are missing, well, this particular person I was having a conversation with is missing the bigger conversation, right? So I described it as revolutionary and, you know, his, and I was like, look, that may not be the right word, but to me it is because, first of all, we're talking about, we're talking about a black father and son. Come on now. We're talking about a black father and son in a a white league. Come on now. In in, in a white owned league, I should say. I was going to say not a white league, but yeah. A white owned league. Right. Being able to do this, to walk into people's front offices and be like, yo, I have the power to do this. You know my influence. You, I can elevate your market. I can elevate your team. I can elevate your ticket sales. I can elevate your merchandising revenue. I mean, all of it. Head to Everything. Yeah. Everything. LeBron is the most influential NBA player of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Yeah. So why wouldn't I do that? Why wouldn't yeah. I do that? And and the, so the conversation was, are you setting your son up for failure? I'm going I'm to say no. Failure, I think, is a reach because he's fine. <laughs> he's going to be cool no matter what. But why not take that risk? 
right. for what you get in return. I get to play with my dad on the same NBA floor. What are we talking about? That yes. would be insane. Can you imagine just like the photo ops and like weekly editorial scoops? Like that would be crazy. Girl, all of it. All of it. That would be crazy. It's be always crazy. a yes. It, there's yeah. no no that's attached to that. You'd be insane not to get LeBron's farewell tour. Like you would Listen. be insane to like pass that up, to purposely pass that up. For that one roster spot. That would be crazy. For one roster spot. And for a kid who is going to be fine <laughs> physically, yeah. to your point, he got all the resources he needs. That was all I said about the scout. The NBA can develop. Their job is to get better at basketball. His physical attributes alone yeah. will allow him to make a contribution in some capacity to some NBA team. That's it. Right. Pivoting tiny bit. Your son is in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fairfax. Go, go <laughs> Fairfax. Um, yeah, my son, Jaden Hubbard. Shout out my baby boy. He's a sophomore at uh, Fairfax High School, and they're going to be competing in the CIF uh, um, championship game on Saturday for Open Division. They'll be playing against uh, King Drew, which Woo! was a sleeper. For a lot of people, I'm telling you, they'll tell you this, but they've got this guard. We talk about 5'5". Five, five. Caleb LeCount, that kid is about 5'5". Five, five. His game reminds me of Allen Iverson. I don't know what he's averaging. I just know, like, the last five games, he's scored anywhere from 35 to 50 points. Wow. Yeah. He's like that. He's, he's on DeMar's level. No, he's really like that. And for him to be so undersized and be able to do that. So I don't know what Coach Reggie is going to do. Um, I'm hoping for maybe like a boxing one or something and then make his other teammates earn it. But, yeah, I'm feeling good about it. So it's it's exciting times for high school basketball. I'll say that much. Let's go, nephew. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to be in the building. Yeah. I'm going to be in the Saturday, building. Saturday. Saturday, February 26th. It's going to be at, at Roy Ball High School, 5.30 p.m. <laughs> Basically, pull up if you're there. Yeah, pull if up. in the area. So we, you sent me a tweet recently about youth sports and not the, the essence of the tweet was youth basketball is a middle-class sport, mm -hmm. meaning you have to afford to play it. You have to afford training you have to afford traveling you have to afford these tournament fees um and as someone who played you know played basketball really before the whole training social media era mm -hmm. a lot of our development came from just playing outside at the park exactly. it wasn't until like the latter part of my uh basketball career like in terms of youth sports the AAU was really where you needed to be so, and then there's obviously parents of of children ourselves. I think that tweet really hit home because what does that also mean for the people who can't afford it? You know, or what do you do? Or do you, do you sacrifice in other ways to ensure that your, your kid gets the opportunity to just participate? Yeah, so that tweet came about because Someone had tweeted, you know, where are all the where are all the players from the hood at? Mm. I, think, I think I think she had been watching, you know, some all star, 
you know, weekend stuff and was like, where are all the players from the hood at? And mm-hmm. I actually kind of challenged it because I was like, they're right there. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? Like where, if we're talking about Anthony Edwards or John Morant, like they're, they're right there just because you don't know their life story. And even if we look at these top prep schools, like let's just examine it really quick. Right. You've got mm-hmm. like, you know, Lalamere or IMG, Donda, mm-hmm. SCA, you know, Compass Prep out in Arizona. You think about these schools, they are literally handpicking these kids from all over the country. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. don't care where you're from. If you meet what they're trying to do, they'll figure they it out bring for you. you in. They're going to bring mm-hmm. you in. And so I do understand the inequities of it because it's just a trip how those kids in the inner city if they're not playing on standard AAU teams, then they, you know, otherwise wouldn't even get those looks, right? You'd right. have to just be, you know, a killer at your high school, which right. some of those right. players do, and they get those opportunities. Caleb LeCount, the kid that I just mentioned, he goes mm-hmm. to King Drew. That's a school in Compton. Kids, you know, nobody scouts. Nobody would otherwise know who he is, but he'd be cooking so much that who picked him up? Compton Magic. Right. And he plays on a national circuit with Compton Magic. And so I, I, I see both sides of the coin. You know, I'm definitely on some no child left behind type stuff. But I also am like, if you're nice enough, you are getting looks. You you're going to get seen. Opportunities. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and then there's a difference, too. Right. You know, I have my own son plays. Well, he don't get no free workouts every now and then. Yeah, maybe. But he doesn't get free workouts. We pay for that. There right. are kids right now that are the same age as Jaden that get free workouts just because they are already projected to go. And trainers right. already want to be associated with those kids to say, I helped him get to where he's at. And they want to, you know what I mean, ride on that coattail. And I get that too. Everybody trying to get it how they can, you know. So I say that to say I understand both sides of that coin. Yeah. So then you, do you invest in – playing all the time or do you invest in working out no i i say you i say you invest in playing mm. you invest in playing because there there's a certain due diligence just in my opinion like and you know you can by all means stop me but there's a certain due diligence that i feel like you coaches have to do in terms of developing the kid too like don't just have them playing, you know, every weekend or every other weekend somewhere and you're not really developing them. I think that's a lot of the reason why, you know, Jaden's dad and I took a hard look at some of the AAU teams that he played with over the years. Cause it was like, yeah, he's getting this exposure. He's going here. He's playing there. Like every weekend or every other weekend we were doing something, but how really are they developing him? So even as a coach, like I coach high school basketball and I'm very mm-hmm. adamant about not coaching AAU basketball for right. a myriad of reasons right. um but one being is bandwidth right like right. right and and time and so even with my high school kids I tell them all the time look the time to get better is not during the season because I'm not even going to have time to can I develop you in a certain in certain ways absolutely but if right. you're talking about developing your shot developing your footwork like yeah. really really being able to move the needle that mm-hmm. doesn't happen during the season and so as a coach I encourage like 
I'll never forget Noel Quinn, head coach of the Seattle Storm. She was a senior at UCLA when I was a freshman. And she told me, she goes, Derek, if you want to get better, you're going to have to go work out outside of practice. You're going to have to work out with someone other than your coach. Because yep. they're, it's not that they don't want to do it. They don't have the time to do it. Exactly. Um, so an example is like one of my kids, her parents came to me last year. They were like, coach, do you think that we should work out or, or do AAU? And she was, she, she was in eighth grade. And I'm like, I think that you would do better working out four to five days a week. And so mm-hmm. they, they paid me to do that. And oh, she... Okay her needle moved so far so far so you because we were doing uh and i always tell people this do a lot of the same things at volume so people want to see their shot develop but they're shooting a different shot at low volume right like you can't shoot 200 shots a day three times a week or just go to practice because think about it in a practice you're only getting maybe a hundred shots up in a practice maybe right Right. so we shot a thousand shots a day and she went from not being not having a three-point range to making Mm -hmm. the other day she made 83s in three minutes wow like so to me that was more beneficial than her going out there playing games because so do you need to play games too absolutely but the way that these and this is all just opinion but the way that these AAU schedules are set up, one of my parents brought one of my players' AAU schedules to me. She is playing every weekend in April, every weekend in May, and every weekend in July. Right? And I mean, what? Like, Thursday. That's insane. No, that's Well, maybe insane. it's like three in April, three that in May, is... and then four. Which yeah, to no, me but is it's a lot. still kind of wild to me. You should not be playing that much on the AAU circuit. And that's why I think but AAU those plays are... a part in it, too. But that's what's happening, though. That's why you're seeing so many injuries. Exactly. So that's why I'm an advocate for. That's why I'm a, and I and I support AAU basketball, like what you know, right? But that's why I'm an advocate for. Do what works for you. What do you need? Because we play one on one and two on two in our workouts. Like we build that mm-hmm. in outside of the thousand mm-hmm. shots a day, and then yeah. you're gonna play in July, in front of who you need to play in front of, and so you can exactly. get that game whatever but that to me and then once she becomes a junior or what then that changes but in order to see the needle move I've just seen this I haven't seen the needle move a ton because I feel like they're playing so much and not honing in on skill development yeah that's my opinion that is the advantage of these prep schools is they do have the capacity the time to develop the time and let you play so to that point Yes, exactly. That's and and that, to your point, that's why they develop the prep schools because you yep. don't have the time otherwise. Listen, we invested in, um, you know, started doing development for Jaden when he was in middle school. We were driving all the way to Northridge so that he could go to a prep academy and do, you know, his you know mandatory you know academic work. But then the rest right. of the day was spent doing basketball development. Right. And he was doing that in the seventh and the eighth grade. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. and then COVID hit, right? And then COVID hit. Everything was closed down. And we spent a lot of time with him just one-on-one outside at the park. 
Mm-hmm. Old fashioned way. The mm-hmm. old fashioned way. Double rims. But I was talking to my dad today and we were talking about when I used to play, he built a rim for me where he made the rim smaller to fit the size of the ball. So the only way I would make it is if I essentially switched it. Like it could only fit the size of the ball. And I was shooting, you know, 92% from the free throw line. Cause that's mm-hmm. what I was shooting on, mm-hmm. but it was so, but I did that with my dad in our backyard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't paying no trainer and my dad for all intents and purposes, love him, but he played up until his sophomore year of high school. He didn't know this wasn't what he was doing for a living. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. But yeah, it doesn't, it takes have, a lot. It doesn't have to, it's really just the time and it's the time investment and, yep. and working on the right things. Like anyway, we can talk about that forever. So, I know. <laughs> it's like, please change the subject. Yeah, I'm my my sure about to keep it going. <laughs> we'll take it to social media. Yesterday, Megan posted this on social media. Ladies, the dude y'all think got money be owing the dudes that y'all think is broke. Get that glitter out your eye. Hey, y'all got Megan got an alter ego, y'all. Like I really y'all do. really get the the, <laughs> the soft version on this podcast oh because she be coming with a heat. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. So what so tell me what the like I mean obviously it's in there, but give me some more context around that that post and then I'll get into some comments. You know, it just I, I, I've been living in LA for over a decade and so I just see it. I see mm-hmm the types and I feel like it goes both sides right it's not just how women look at men it's how men look at women too you know it it, it's like that running joke of like you know looking at these like Instagram models or vixens or whatever and them girls be broke in real life right they be sleeping on somebody's couch and 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 creating content all day while while the rest of us are actually getting to it um um, and so, yeah, that's kind of where it came from. You know, I just was thinking about, you know, me and my type and, you mm. know, guys who try to shoot their shots at me or, you know, and I'll just be looking at them like, man, you, you really have no idea what you're dealing with. Like, I would not even go for a guy like you. Like, you already dress too loud. There's just too much going on with you. You party too much. You know what I mean? And chances are you broke. And that's what's unfortunate because I think it fabricates authenticity. Yeah, like it and masks not, authenticity, and not just not just broke in a financial way, but in other ways, which you know we'll touch on in a bit. Right. But I like you. Okay, you have money, but then like you're spiritually spiritually bankrupt. Like, what right. am I gonna do with that? You mm. know what I mean. And so I think I think people just get caught up in facades and especially with social media, you know, you, you know, you you don't be on social media like that. I definitely. But that's my, why I don't. Exactly. That's I why. go on my hiatus and things like that because I feel like when I start getting overwhelmed with, you know, guys reaching out and wanting to date, I just be like, oh my God, this, we are living in a simulation. Like this mm. cannot be it. This cannot be it. 
you don't even know me. Why are you, you know? And it's just such a trip how the internet has emboldened folks to just, you know, connect offline with strangers. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. I mean, not to say that, you know, good things don't come about from, you know, internet connections and networking and things like that. But yeah, it just, it was just something that came to my mind. I just feel like people be fronting. Yeah, and I think that that's what makes it tough. And I think that it, the root of that is they want to fit in and be accepted, right? I think people need therapy. Like, and not, there's such a negative connotation around therapy. I mean, therapy in the sense of doing a deep dive into your self-growth <laughs> and self-transformation, self-transform, getting to the root of wounds and, and all of those things. Like, that's what therapy or, you know, there's other vessels in, what, in which to do that, but accomplishing the same thing, right? Right. Um, but then social media is this, and it's not just social media, right? It could be in real life. Like there's a story on here on your social media where they said, pulled up in a Bentley to a restaurant. And when they got inside, the dude had told his girl that he was with in the Bentley, we can't spend more than $200. I was like, (sighs) you see what I'm saying? Can you imagine if you went on a date with a dude in a Bentley and he said that? First of all, let me just put this out there. I'm not if I'm not going on a date and you giving me any limit. That's, that's crazy. No. <laughs> that's that is no crazy. And not that's like no. I deserve unlimited amount of money, but like why would you limit me in that way? We're talking about food. That's like, I'm crazy. Not- and why are we here? Why'd you take me <laughs> to this expensive steakhouse? If the limit was two hundred dollars, then dang, take me to Chili's. So I can at least right. get my drinks and my appetizers and stuff too. Right. So what's the, bu- you know what I'm saying? Like what's the budget? So you shouldn't be going broke on a date. Let's be clear. I tell people all the time, I live within my means, right? Like I live right. within my means. Right. So I ain't over here counting nobody's money and nobody should be counting mine. But I'm going right. to go ahead and live within my means. So if I'm driving a Benz or a Bentley, it's because I can't afford it. And it's not, it's not going to send me back when I go out to eat or when, like, all my bills are on auto pay. Hey, <laughs> that, that's probably the most responsible I've ever felt in my life. All you of know? my bills are on auto pay. <laughs> all of my bills are on auto pay. And that's something to be proud of because I was a single mother at a point where everything was on me and I needed help from the state and I was struggling and so I've worked hard to get to this point you know what I'm saying to where all my bills can be on auto pay like it's funny but it's like no you 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 had a certain point when you could do that right you had a certain point when you could do that so it just it, it blows my mind yo yo I was cracking up at your post and everyone was like there really was no comment all the comments were facts this is agreeance. the best this is the yeah, yeah it was yeah. all in agreement. Yeah. um but it's also funny because, well, if everyone's in agreement, then why is people, why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? Which, I'm going to just go to my next question. <clears throat> question of the day. Financial stability or spiritual slash emotional stability, which do you prefer in a man or woman? And what do you consider... what which one do you consider is providing I mean they're all providing let's just start there 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not even about to lie and act like financial stability is not important because <laughs> we live in a physical world. Uh, but I am very intuitive and I am very spiritual. And, you know, I don't expect guys to have like an altar with crystals and stuff like that. But like... <laughs> I need them to be in tune. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's like a certain self-awareness that I, I do need them to have. And it, it's it's difficult because not every man with money has that. And so that's mm. the juxtaposition, right? Like, if I, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, you. I need you to be financially stable. I don't want to be struggling with you because I'm not struggling. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I'm not about to take care wanna, of you. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to do that. Now I I can help you know, boost you know your stock in other ways, but I need you to kind of already have some of that too. And that goes back to saying like, right. come on, man, please don't be just spiritually bankrupt. You know, like I need you to or, have something. You don't have to be completely aligned, but but then on the other hand, like it's so weird because it's like I feel like if you are successful and you are financially healthy. You have to be in some sort of alignment. Spiritual right? alignment, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, if we're just being honest, like for black men, you know, unless you were like a white person and you come from a privileged background, then, you know, you could get into all the nuances of that. But right. like, yeah, I feel like for black men, yeah, if you, you're financially successful, you there's some spiritual alignment there. You know what I mean? There's some discipline there. You know what I mean? There might not be emotional alignment though yeah. black men are really good at com- um, compartmentalizing compartmentalizing yeah you good at because saying? it's a survival technique 100 percent. yeah no i'm not judging them for it right but yeah they're really good at it and so you'll see a lot of men who um will put off their emotions or you know sweep them under the rug or not deal with that stuff because they're more focused on um the ins and outs of their days you know, their day-to-day stuff and just what that looks like for them career-wise, their success, their goals, things like that. Where you know women, what I feel like we balance that simultaneously. We will pursue a career and love at the same time if we can. Well, no, we have to because that's what's in our nature. Exactly. We're not, we, we are, we lead with emotion. 100%. So we have to, too. that's why mothers hire a mom. Yeah. <laughs> hire yes. a mom. Because she's able to be emotionally mature and available and get the job done. She's able to carry all of those things. Yeah. So, um, like, yeah, nurturing a relationship, that's just not in a man's purpose. No. To, to our point, though, then financial yeah. stability is not the thing. Yeah. So, but what I hear you saying, and this is really good, and I should probably separate spiritual and emotional, not slash. It really should be an or um because those are two different things but i agree with you in that if you're spiritually aligned usually your finances are good usually and not the other way around right like i don't think you can have i think you have like if you have spiritual alignment then abundance flows in to you for sure um you have discipline you have the things that make someone quote-unquote successful on right you know on the outside right right but you can have financial stability and not be spiritually aligned like you can lead with your career because it's so uh 
like tangible like it's so like where the yeah. spirit is intangible True. but you can have this tangible dollar right like you can climb the ladder you can get these raises you can show up and do what you're supposed to do day in and day out and really never have a successful relationship but you can have a lot of money in the bank right and not be spiritually or emotionally stable right so right I guess in that regard, to your point, definitely not to minimize financial stability because at this point in our lives, that's a that's not a question for me. Like, and right. I'm not searching. First of all, I'm not searching. Period. Let me just be clear. Um, but I'm not searching for. I'm not looking at job titles, right? Like, I don't lead with that, but I also don't attract that because of where I'm at spiritually. But if someone were to come to me and say, hey, or if it were to come out, they're like, hey, I make $30,000, $40,000 a year. And um, yeah, no, that's a no for me. Yeah. Like, I'm like not going to lie and pretend. I, yeah. yeah, I'm not. I, I can't <laughs> front. I can't front I on that because I'm not in the place where, like to your point, we need to be able to raise each other up. So while I'm not necessarily leading with that, because to me, then that just shows like where you're at. This, but I, I feel like this is sounding real superficial, <laughs> but it kind of just is what it is because one affects the other. But if you make a certain amount of money because of my lifestyle and what's required of me and the assets that I have and the responsibilities that I have, I would I would feel like I'm taking care of you and I'm not in the position in my life to where I want to take care of a man. I did right. that already. Right. I did I'm that straight. already. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like I'm not I'm just not signing up for that. And and that's the thing in freedom is that everybody gets to choose. Like so I like I don't judge the women who want the sugar daddies and go out there and I who cares? Do you, right. do all, you know what I'm saying? Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> right. But in terms of like settling down and being in, and that's why you see this happen a lot too. You see women who are ready to settle down, who who've kind of been, you know, maybe doing that sugar daddy life, let's just say, and they're ready to settle down and they struggle with it because all the men they've been getting this money from don't have the ability to be emotionally and spiritually available to them in the way that they need to settle down. Yeah, because it was all transactional. Transactional, thank you. That's the word. Yeah. So really, there are no wrong answers here. <laughs> I guess mine would be would be spiritually stable. I think that would be my. If I had to bench, start and cut. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, no. That's that might be the next post. That might be the next oh post. Oh my god! Oh snap! Start bench cut. Financial nah. stability. Hey, I would have. Yeah, security. yeah. Damn. That's tough. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. I ain't gonna hold you. All right, girl. Time to get back to it. Shout <laughs> to our, out to our regular. Back to our regularly scheduled programming of the day. All right. All right, till next time. Peace. Peace.
Don't forget to follow us on all of our social platforms. Instagram, we're prettyprivileged.tv. Twitter, you can catch us at privilege underscore TV. And of course, Facebook, tap in with us at Pretty Privilege. Would love to hear from you. Send your questions and your comments directly to us.